Welcome to the Quality of Mind Transforming Business Podcast, where we explore the game-changing understanding that can unlock new levels of performance and well-being in the workplace. If you want to be part of the new breed of leaders in business, if you're fed up with the conventional echo chamber, and if you want to be part of a revolution in human potential, then join us to discover the powerful resource that lives before our psychology. Hello and welcome to the Quality of Mind Transforming Business podcast series. So today, another episode, and I'm joined by a bit of a regular to the show and uh, a colleague and associate, Kate A.D., and we think we've got quite an interesting topic to talk about for the next half an hour. So, Kate, first of all, welcome back to the show. Great to be here, Piers. Thank you for inviting me. Well, it's welcome. I'm really looking forward to this. So Kate and I were chatting the other day about what could we do a podcast episode on. And something that came out of my mouth was the idea that sometimes in life we can become what I describe as comfortably numb. And Kate said, oh, that sounds really interesting. (laughs) That'd be a great thing to do a podcast on. So that's what we're going to do. So, Kate, where should we we start on this? What would you like to do? Well, how about, and it is, yeah, it's fascinating. I think it's great. Um, I've enjoyed talking about it so far uh, behind the scenes. But how about, um, what if you were to kind of give the listeners an idea of what does, what does that mean to you? And have you got some kind of real life examples of what, yeah, what does that, what does that, what does, what has been comfortably numb? Yeah. I mean, let's bring it to life a bit. Okay. So this is something I think I only spotted in retrospect. So, so in hindsight. So if I think of myself 10, 15 years ago, um, I would say I was very I was kind of happy in life. I was, you know, I had a nice little business. I was achieving. There was nothing particularly wrong. I mean, there's a few ups and downs and what was going on, but generally all very nice. And, you know, I wouldn't say that I was uh, disillusioned or depressed or struggling or I had a high stress or anything like that. Um, so all, all very nice. But now looking back, I can see the at some level, I was sort of slightly contracted. I didn't have some of the, just the really day-to-day, ordinary juice, joy, little moments of awesomeness in life. I, I would have some peak moment experiences as I as I did stuff, um, and that was great. But the day-to-day, just the ordinariness of life didn't feel that special. It felt okay, it didn't feel bad. Now what I experience is every moment is potentially packed full of juice and joy and and the extraordinary in the ordinary. So it could be going for a walk on a walk I've done a thousand times and just something catches your eye and just that feeling of oneness or having a cup of tea and just feeling totally just at ease and peace. And genuinely, I think I would find more beauty and awesomeness on the outside and more peace and aliveness and flow on the inside. Not because I I'm doing anything spectacular now, probably less so than I was, <laughs> but it feels like I'm more open to just see the juice in every moment of what we are rather than it trying to come from an outside or something like, or a peak peak 
internal moment. Now, does that make any sense to you, Kate, as you're listening to that? Yeah, it does. It does on a number of levels. And I think the, for me, when you were talking about, yeah, those, that kind of life was okay. Um, I'm going to use the words kind of, you were chugging along, you know, you had, yeah, on a graph peaks and then come maybe come down, but not really ever low. You were just, stuff was happening. Um, and I can certainly resonate with that. That definitely um, was, I think, how I was as well. If I, you know, in in looking back, and particularly in corporate life as well, just, just getting on with stuff, but not really engaging in any... I suppose going deeper into any other perspective it was just yeah chugging along um I suppose a question that pops into mind is so what for you to notice or to for someone to notice that that is how they are are there any indicators maybe we can come this to this later on at yeah I mean, because I started off saying you don't really know until afterwards. Yeah, right. So exactly. it, it, it's it's like, you know, you, you you eat a nice strawberry and you go, that's a nice strawberry. And then a month later, you have a really ripe, luscious strawberry. You're like, oh, that's what strawberry should taste like. Right. <laughs> but the first strawberry was kind of OK until you had the other strawberry. And you're like, oh, that's what a really natural, fresh strawberry tastes like. So I think of how, you know, indicates people to look in their life. Um and bear them up bear them bear in mind the mind is going to trick you in this um is is in your everydayness how much lightness ease joy aliveness is there even when you're not doing something peak experiency right so it might as as you said kate it might be just walking into your office and just like just there's a little bit of moment of joy when you see one of your colleagues and you have a lovely little chat or someone or the new idea that pops up and there's just like a openness and a, and a lovely like oh isn't that amazing a, a, bit, a bit like three four five-year-olds who can find joy oneness and awesomeness in anything a blade of grass a cloud and they're really ex they, they kind of have a, mm. a, 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 a there's a glint in their eye right so i think what happens is that gently we contract down out of that without really noticing it and, and we get more, another sort of word, we get more in our heads. Now, we might do things to try and get out of our head, like we might do our singing or our sport. But apart from when we're doing those things, we don't really feel it. So uh, other little indicators might be that we really like look forward to holidays and weekends because that's when we give ourselves permission to decontract a bit or particular activities. Um, or we... we we, I think we might not appreciate things as much as we do. So, so we might just not really get, we might not get touched by things. So, you know, you know, sometimes when we're in a really lovely aperture and we're not numb, we can just get really touched by something. It just something that there's a warmth inside us and there's, and it could be a simple thing. It could be just looking at a, something in nature or, watching mm, a child mm. play and it's just like oh that's, that's amazing so there's mm. more amazingness in the ordinary so i think those indicators if we kind of go back to those that's interesting in a way because we miss those so if we can take the opportunity now to kind of go 
yeah, am I having, am I going into the office with those moments of joys? How am I walking, if I'm walking a dog every day, am I, yeah, am I just in my head and and thinking about the next thing? Um, and am I thinking about maybe the next thing, like you mentioned, holiday? Am I, you know, the, the, the planning the holiday to the point of, oh, I'll feel fine once I actually have my holiday. So I'm not now, I'm actually looking ahead and thinking that that is going to give me if you like everything that I need. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I suppose another way of saying it, but this is always the thing I think it needs unpacking is being more present to the moment rather than looking excitedly to the next thing. And it's fine to look forward to stuff, but we don't want to then look forward to stuff to compensate for the sort of, uh, grind or drudgery of what we think the everyday is. Right. So, you know, if if every day you feel a bit chuggy or a bit grindy or a bit, oh, here I go again. Right. A Monday morning, I get out of bed and I go to work and yeah, and I'm, I'm just I'm glad when I get to five o'clock. That's 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 a bit sort of comfortably numb. And it doesn't have to be I hate my work. It's just and it could even be oh, the day was OK. It's a bit fine. Everything's a bit fine, a bit vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we might have we feel like we've lost our mojo or our spark. And you might, I mean, I've, I've definitely asked people and so how are you doing? How are you going? And we say, Oh, I'm fine. Or I'm, I'm okay. And it's, it's almost like a vanilla, Mm. like a cover. And you can even, if you, if you notice it yourself, it's, it, it, it feels that as well. So it's almost as though the body is numb to Mm. any possible um, feeling of life because it's just perceived in that way so it's not to say that this can't carry on that way it's not necessarily a bad thing it's just whoa there is actually so much more yes exactly because we tend to wait till we get depressed or disillusioned or burnout or or something goes wrong before we start looking at the mind or changes we, we, we kind of wait till we, we, you know oh i'm fine at the moment yeah there's nothing i need to do with 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 what I'm inquiring about because it's, it's all okay. But I think it's a really nice way you said it, that life feels a bit vanilla and a bit bland. And we just go, well, that's what life feels like. Now, once we've had some understanding in the direction, quality of mind, non-duality, whatever, awakening, we start to say, oh no, 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 no. Life doesn't feel like that. I love, yeah, that's great. Yeah. You know, that's what the, um, our aperture is doing to life. Yes, I love right. that when you just said that's what life just feels like. It's like, oh, totally. We label what life is is, and that becomes our the you know the mind the construction of what we then live. Yes, so limiting exactly. So, but we think that's life, not that, and it's okay. That it's okay. Nothing it's wrong with it. Of course there isn't. It. But it, but, but it's just a bit of a once you've seen the other side, you're like, oh, it's a bit of a shame that. Yeah. Um, now we don't want to live in regret and anything, but I was like, oh, okay. So I had probably 15, 20 years where I was more contracted than I need to be. I was more comfortable numb than I needed to be. It doesn't yeah. matter. It, it's yeah. still okay. But I'm very, very grateful now that I don't see it like that. Yeah. And I suppose our invitation to people as listeners, as you're listening now, is to go, you too. Right. Yeah. And do you think, Piers, I'm just wondering here, this is just sort of popped into my mind of, of during that time, when life was just sort of chugging along and did you ever kind of look into the mirror 
deeply into your eyes. Because the only reason I say that is that I my sense is you can, it's almost like see a sadness of the soul because it's not being truly mm. lived. Life is not flowing in, in like that, you know, in a hundred percent. It's just, it's, I don't know, 60% or 70%. So there's almost a lack of a sparkle in the eye. It's, you know, there's a hint of one, but it's not totally coming through. And I can remember doing that myself. And actually, as I began to become a little bit more observant and sensing that there was there was something else. But I yeah. just wonder if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think it, I think it does. I mean, I don't think I'd, I'd, I would have articulated like that at the time, but I think so, I knew there was intuitively, I knew there was something else, which is why I'm, I'm in the field I'm in, I guess, because I mm. kind of, you know, I, I found it fascinating. Um, but I, but at that time, we're talking 20 years ago now, I didn't know what else there was, right? So I just thought it was down to me. Yeah. So if you know that the, the I just needed to try harder. <laughs> um, I I was totally mistaken as as to what I was, um, which yeah. I think a lot of people are. And have some more peak moments booked in. Yeah, it, 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 exactly. And yeah. try and avoid. This is another thing. Um, protect from the things that might take you down. Right. So it's very much for me. Um, have some peak moments. And then try and protect yourself from anything that could throw you off, right? Whereas now, I don't think that hard about what happens. I just am what I am and nature lives me. Um, so, and when you know you're not the thing that you look at in the mirror, that's just a, an appearance, right? And there is something else that you're part of. And this all sounds very trite, listeners, unless you're tuned into this, I'm sure. Um, that wakes you up to more aliveness in every moment and you are part of what everything is rather than being sort of numb to it um so i would definitely say that i feel more than i did mm. so i had, had a relatively stoic upbringing in that my mum was a farmer and my dad worked very hard and i was sent to boarding school so expressing how be, being felt wasn't a great idea um so therefore you can track down a bit to protect yourself from what you think could happen because you don't know what you are. So that all means you become quite effective in life, but you're not smelling the roses. Mm. It's a dumbed down version. It's a dumbed down version. Fake perfume. Yeah. 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 Mm. And I thought my job was to get life right. Yeah. Which requires two things. One, to know what right is. And B, to have control. Now, I now see that both of those two things are completely ridiculously impossible because there's no such thing as right. And I'm not in control in the way that, you know, we, we might think with with ultimate free will and it's all down to me. So, but but I think a lot of people are trying to go, well, life's okay because of this and this, you mm. know, and, and whilst mm. I've got my, we, we seek security in either physical things, you know, bank balances mm -hmm. or pensions or jobs or in our internal state like well i've got positive thoughts i'm okay yeah. um i've got all my ducks in the row so all my ducks in a row and i can manage um, life i'm tough you know I, when when will gets tough i get tougher kind of thing so we, we we think we can pride ourselves which i was for very a long time with my positive thinking i was like my real positive thinker or whatever you know but both of those two things that i tethered my security to are you know by definition 
inconsistent and not permanent because they come and go with thought, feeling, sensation, right? So I tethered my security to something that moves, which isn't a very good idea. It'd be, it'd be like, you know, tying your boat to a another boat. It's not a great idea, right? Mm. <laughs> so now I see, oh, what I truly am is not what comes and goes in the experience. And there's something else that, that we all are. And that seems to allow you to open up. But I think going back to this comfortable numb thing, I think it's it's quite hard. And we, we Kate, in our job, have many conversations with people about our work and they just sort of not nod and smile. And I don't really know what we're on about because they're, they're just beautifully, comfortably numb. And it, yeah, so, yeah, well, exactly. And it's kind of like, so what's the point of our, of these conversations? <laughs> why are we keep, you know, bringing it into the fore and having you, you know, why do you have your podcast? Why, why do we continue to, to talk about this? Why do others continue to point towards this? It's because this is life. It's, it's amazing. Once one is able to see, feel, just be lived. Um, and the expansive nature of that is just is tremendous and you actually want i suppose the the joy to be lived by more people um, yeah I, I, in their I, lives absolutely in, at and, work and, and, at home in play in in yeah um so it's 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 kind of like if i was to know what i know now i i you know it it would it would have changed the way that I would have lived those moments in what I was doing then um, more expansively, more freely, less, less caught up in my head, less, less taking myself seriously. Mm. I think that's maybe another indicator is how much are you taking things personally? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. That's a great indicator. Member of, yeah. Member of the family say something to you and oh, you react, you know, there's a, there's a pressure cooker going on. And you're just taking everything, every it's almost like dart that is thrown or every comment is you taking it personally. And if you are, wake up. That's that's the kind of like a that's like a signal on the dashboard, you know, just to I th stop. I think that's a great indicator. How personally do I take something? Um yeah. And I think one another one I'll chuck in as you were as you were speaking, what occurred to me was how conditional do we think our well-being is so i'll be okay when and that might be at a sort of bigger level i'll be okay when i get promotion i'll be okay when i pay the mortgage off or it might be i'll be okay when it's five o'clock right mm. so mm. the i'll be okay when something happens mm. is a con adding a conditionality so therefore we seek that happening again tethering our security to the wrong thing so if i look back now 15 years ago i was sort of maybe sort of slightly chasing things that i thought i needed in life to feel be okay whether that's a promotion or buying a house getting married even some physical possessions or when i get that car or whatever it is so we we, we put a condition it, it, you know there's a there's a sort of hamster wheel or rat race that turns up that we think well once i'm on it it's good i need to stay on it now what we're pointing to now is if that's going on for you, then you're probably missing out on what's available in the sim simplicity of the ordinariness. Yeah, yeah. And you may, I'm just what's what's occurred as 
as you're saying, that is every well, every every moment that we have to ourselves is an opportunity to see this. Just kind of from some of the examples, going to go, oh yeah, that's me. I'm definitely taking myself more seriously. Oh, so what can I do about it? What can we do about taking ourselves too seriously? Well, no. What so so if I'm seeing, okay, I'm I'm actually attaching too much of my well-being to going on holiday or to doing yoga mm. classes. Okay, I've recognised that. Yeah. Um, I've recognised that I'm in my head a lot when I'm going on, you know, lovely, beautiful walks. Mm. I'm recognizing that. So, Piers, what can I do about that? Where do I go? What do I do? Can I, can I fix that? Yeah. So, obviously, the the, the slightly more comprehensive answer is to, <laughs> to to dive more into quality of mind and and, and non dual understanding. But but the the podcast answer right now is to start to see, and this is so simple at one level, it just just hides in plain sight. Is that there'll be moments in your day. Or, or week micro moments when everything does just feel okay that, that there's sort of peace on the inside and harmony on the outside now that might just be for a second when you wake up right might just be for one, one moment that you feel like you've contrived now in all the other moments you might think well i didn't i you know why didn't i have that moment more of the time well because the mind in that moment was resisting or seeking or protecting something. It was it was active in being a perceived separate self trying to achieve something in the world. Now, when our mind isn't doing that, actually what happens is we 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 even lose the idea of there being a separate me, a, a Kate or a Piers. And we just are, we just are, we're just in the isness. There's just what we might call flow. And that's a lot less psychologically tiring for one point. And two, whatever turns up just turns up through us and it tends to have a lovely feeling to it. So the thing to start to spot is, oh, I'm already able. I already have the capacity to feel more alive with life and more at ease and flow. It's just the way I'm running the mind at the moment takes me out of that. So there's nothing I need to add in at all. Actually, it's just spotting that it's there and spotting what takes me out of there is the mind starting to self-identify with what's going on and me thinking there's a job to do. Yeah, ex exactly. And it's it's and that might sound simple. And it is simple, but it might not feel easy to start with because it's very quick that the mind, so that that almost that, oh, I've noticed that I am seeking things, material things to make myself feel happy. Now, oh, I've noticed that very quickly, the mind will go, you know, it'll go into the next, yeah, actually the next thing. So the, the trick, if you like, is because there is absolutely, I agree, there is no how to, there's no addition to additional stuff to go and do at all. It's seeing that that is actually not it's what you don't need to do. Yes. It is already flowing through you. It takes that mo moment of noticing to almost sense, deep sense that that, that, that is there. 
Yeah, and it, it is a, a deep sensing that's there, but we have to wake up that deep sensing in well, a way because I think that, the yeah. comes to be numbness means our conditioning almost our, our calibration of that deep sensing has switched off. Yeah. So yeah. the reason why most people think, well, there's nothing to see. Well, what, what, what are they on about? What are they banging yeah. on about the last 20 minutes? I don't get it. Well, the comes to be numbness means your deep appreciation of that has kind of numbed and you have to wake it back up. It's a bit like a, um, I often use the metaphor, and I don't know whether it always works, of a smart thermostat. It, it, we have to, it has to be calibrated to know when to kick in. Right. Now, to start with, it, it won't be very calibrated. It won't do it, you know, it will be three or four degrees before it manages to kick back in. But once we wake up to it, that the system automatically spots when we're overthinking or seeking and, and sorts it out for us. But to start with, we have to kind of wake it back up, mm. right? Mm. Because all our thinking has kind of numbed it and it mm. looks like normal. And I, and I tell you what, one way you can see this, well, next external manifestation of this, you sit on a train or a bus or in a waiting room. And just watch people, how 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 bad they are at just being totally still and peaceful without a phone or a, a this or a that. Now, this mm -hmm. is just an external manifestation, right, which they pick up their phone and start to seek something, right? But everyone, you know, people will sit down for a bit, then I'll just grab their phone again. So the mind's always wanting activity. Now, that's let alone what's going on for those people that aren't using their phone. They're probably doing that internally with a thought. They're probably attaching themselves to a thought. And they're overthinking, you know, how often do you just sit there, not trying to meditate, because that, that's, again, an activity, but just being whatever's turning up comes through the system, but you don't, nothing sticks. It just flow, flow. And there's no, like, seeking or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I think we're so taken away from this sensing, this deep sensing you're talking mm -hmm. about, that it's hard for people to go, what is that then? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, 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 however, I would say that that comes, if you like, reappears because it's always been there. Mm. Once the, oh, yeah, just being happens more often if that's brought into the life, because then it's, it's almost like the, you know, the scales tip the other way, not necessarily scales, yeah. but, you know, we've been so conditioned. And the numbness has been for so long and everything has been okay, fine. We've not dipped into, we're just flipping it around to see what's on the other side. Exactly. So so I think that's very important that everyone has this capacity. Yeah. It's just covered up. And yeah. once you start to get a nose for it, once you wake the system up, once we start to calibrate mm -hmm. the thermostat again, it becomes like, oh, yes. And you start to respect it, i.e. You, you, you prioritize it and you start to see it. But it's when it's hiding, it's hiding. Yeah. And you don't know it's there. No. It's, I mean, I out. guess we sort of intuitively might. I mean, the reason someone might be bothering to listen to this podcast in the first place might be because they kind of slightly know already, do you think? Well, there might be a, they might be listening anyway. Mm. <laughs> they listen to other ones of yours. Or there might be that intuitive sense or maybe they've heard from someone else mm. that that actually you know come on there is there is something else and mm. therefore they've been kind of almost i suppose pushed along to kind of have mm. another look um yeah essentially 
Um, it's, 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 something keeps us. Well, I, I think there is a. I think I think for a lot of people, the system's often trying to point us back this way, but we're just very good at drowning it out. I think it's back to that what we what the conditioning or the 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 what's been laid on over years and years and years to be the norm. That's what that's all we see and understand in that moment. So we behave from that what that understanding. Yeah. And that, you know, what we're saying is actually there's 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 more that is there that hasn't been seen. Um it's just been it's been unnoticed. Um Yeah. And if you think about it, it's what culture and society rewards. So culture and society rewards big peak moments or peak experiences. How often do you get merit badged and rewarded for having just the most simple, peaceful, little moments of awe day? That, that, that that's not what gets like yay well done you you know it's like you achieve something you you run at mount everest backwards with, you know and hop and and or, or you you, you that th- those it seems to me that society is slightly orientated towards big achievements um and that then makes us a bit seeky and we don't really value if you say to someone what do you do on the weekend oh, you know nothing really uh, just had a beautifully simple, awesome time with the dog or my kids. Like we lock lockdowns, a great example of this. I mean, the beauty in lockdown was amazing, but most of us would go, now we can get back to life. And that, that was the thing, right? So now we can get back to life. No, no, no. Life was beautifully yeah. happening in lockdown. Mm-hmm. It wasn't quite as busy and connected, maybe. Yeah. But people were waiting for lockdown to end to get back to life. Yes. yes. <laughs> I. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just wonder as well, those those little moments I, where I went was just imagining, you know, the leader with their team. And sometimes it's all about, OK, team events, team retreats, team this, team that, or, you know, do, going off and doing stuff together. Whereas those micro moments of appreciation, connection, mm. conversation, simple that over time is it because yeah. all those leaders that are maybe the charismatic or standing on the stage and be, wow wasn't that wonderful you then go back to the day-to-day and it's pretty there was a contact high you might get yeah the, in the day-to-day and, and i i think you're right i think those little moments so what those little moments are of ordinariness are little moments of the dissolution of the self where we feel a oneness and a connection with the other leaders in the room or, or our colleagues in the room. Yeah. And actually it's not because some big personalities come and gone, wow, 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 wow. It's actually a moment of just feeling oneness, togetherness, um, dissolution of the self, that there's something greater than me in this team. The team is synergistic and, you know, that can be in sport, can be in work where you feel like there's a wind behind us all. It makes us awesome together. Right. And that's a dissolution of the self. Mm. That's, that's what that is. But we think it comes from the self. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and actually they are, almost as a you know collectively there is an opportunity there to to support each other if you like in this learning or re re re-seeing um that could be hugely powerful um 
in that you don't have to be alone. You know, if you're alone, if you're kind of thinking you're alone and having to do something, this isn't about, you know, this, this is, this is almost like, you know, if you had that opportunity to be as part of a team and having this sort of conversation to unnumb mm. and be aware, it could, the magic can happen. And we've all been, perhaps been in those moments where we've worked with people and you can't even remember how you work together, mm. but it just flowed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, do you know what? It's what so many leaders and organizations are looking for, that kind of, that mojo where creativity, possibility, uh, trust, um, inspiration yeah. is just a, as an abundance. And because that's what the secret source of organizations is, I guess, you know, if you like, it's, it's the magic. And that doesn't work well if we're all coming from a numb place, a comfortably numb place, slightly exactly. guarded. And, yeah. and that's why, you know, in, in very yeah. corporate speak, people want psychological safety because in, if people have psychological safety, they'll bring them full selves to work now actually it's the opposite of the full self you're really bringing it's it's your <laughs> it's, it's your total <laughs> openness to be not to not be you um but that so so we know that that stuff is very conducive for high performance high trusting great organization mm. um totally. we're just talking about it from a slightly different angle here yeah. i guess aren't we yeah yeah but it all comes back i mean it, this can be yeah this can be talked about in different different ways we're just starting from that ordinary i suppose the extra like you were saying the extraordinary see the extraordinary in the ordinary and actually what we can what can happen in life is that there is this kind of yeah just going along comfortable fine but it, it, it there's, there's numbness there mm. and, and what that does for possibility is fascinating isn't it so it seems to be when you denumb and just open up a bit more serendipity and synchronicity turns up right and the possibility of what's available in the world just opens doesn't mean you have to go and seek it and i need it need it need it it just like whoop. so rather than having a comfortable life on a michael neil used to say on, on a postage stamp right rather than a lovely life but on a postage stamp you, mm. you you just kind of like you're not trying to get anywhere but ironically by not trying to get anywhere possibility opens up because i think it's also useful to say and i and i thought i would have thought this 15 years ago that well this 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 not being numb thing sounds great, but I don't want to become some kind of slightly passive, um, you know, lazy, even take it or yes. leave it, carefree mm. thing person because I, I want to do stuff in the world because it's great to do stuff in the world. So it might sound like this wouldn't be useful for the world, but I would now say the opposite of that. Absolutely, 100%. There's like more happens, more possibilities, more connections, more conversations that lead to more opportunity. Um, totally, totally. Yeah. Which is could sound paradoxical. It could. Because you're almost getting your cake and eat it. So you're getting more, more joy and ease and <laughs> wonderfulness and flow and 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 less worrying and taking yourself more seriously less. and less conditionality in life. And things are going better. And people, yeah, maybe go, yeah, skeptical. But then the mind will, of course, it's going to hold on to no. But I know I'm fine. I'm. This is, and there'll be a lot of that. 
that invisible mm. hamster wheel. No, it's all right. It's all right. I'm 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 feeling good, solid. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> it it is funny, isn't it? Because people would say in this understanding, well, when people are ready, they'll see it. Mm-hmm. And I've never quite well, I understand that at, at a at a level of what the English behind it. But what do you think that really means when people say that? When people are ready, it for me that when people are ready, we're all ready, really. But it's just whether we're we're okay. It's almost like that okay to take a step that is a bit different. Um, yeah, to ask a different question, mm. and you know, I, 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 de- you know, people come, people come to it from different directions or different. Yes different starting points if you like and that that's however the what we're pointing to is the same for everybody it um, is but i think it's interesting actually in, in the company non-conversation what, what's occurring to me now is that people either sometimes things have to get really bad for people to start to look differently so so so, so life's gone to crap if you like it really isn't working well really isn't working well um and they're they're at a low if you want to call it that mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. then that that kind of rupture has allowed them to see something different about the nature of of what we are um and they're kind of phoenix out of that or people are going beautifully well and they've achieved everything achieved everything achieved everything so so they feel like well i, I i've kind of i've conquered the game of life now i'm curious to know about things beyond that yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, in the middle, where I think there's a lot of people sitting in the comfortably numb space, we it's not going terribly enough for us to need to inquire differently mm-hmm. so we can keep going in our kind of echo chamber. Um, but we haven't kind of we don't feel secure enough to surrender and go a different way in, in the inquiry because we, we, we're kind of like in that middle ground where we go, well, it's OK, but let's not almost like, oh, I don't need to bother myself with that kind of conversation yeah, no, no, it's all right. And I don't want to rock the boat because my, my, my line's quite stable. Um, so, you know, I, I can't really see why it's okay. So I think that there's, there's, there's a danger in that. Uh, danger is a strong word. I don't mean that at all. I, I mean, there's a kind of, there's a kind of complacency, should I say, in that middle mm. ground. Mm. Now, mm. what we're inviting people to do is go, don't, you don't have to wait for it to go terrible and you don't have to succeed at life massively. Just inquire from where you are yeah. Right. Yeah. To th- in this direction, and there's plenty of ways we can help you do that. But you know, we're we're inquiring into fundamentally here about what we are and what the nature of thought, consciousness, reality is, and how we we kind of self-identify with us being separate to the world, and then we have to strive and all this kind of stuff. Once you start to look in that direction, you can do that from any place. You don't have to wait. You just need to give yourself permission, I suppose, to go. This is a valid inquiry. That's, yeah, yeah. That's why I, I just think everyone is ready, but they don't necessarily know you're ready. But mm. everyone could be ready now, just as in taking that, coming out of the starting blocks, you may go slowly. You may mm. not sprint to the end. You, you can't force the readiness. We know that. No. But what you can do is invite people, I think. Yeah. And it's kind of that move from being passive and just being done to, if you like, or thinking mm. that you're being done to actually to 
wow, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah, I suppose it's um because in a way we, we were that that comfortably numb group. Yeah. But we ended up being open and exploring. And and I feel very lucky that happened. You know, I feel very lucky that I had people around me who were kind of going, Oh, look this way, look this way. Now yeah. I, I, I did listen to them, I suppose, because I could have just gone, No, thanks. Right. Um, so yes, that they're, you know, but hmm. but I, I was suppose I was in a era of my life where I had people around me like that. And I know not everyone is. I, I was in. I was a coach, so I was in a, a different modality of coaching time in now. But I was still around that, and you know, it was it was. Mm, mm. So I the message involved. is the message. Yeah, you may not be. You may think you're not ready because everything's okay. But now is the time. Why wait? Yeah. Why, why not just begin? I mean, to- I I think Kate, you probably heard this. That the number one thing people say when they've experienced what we do with quality in mind is, oh. I wish I'd seen that before. Mm. Here I am, 40, 50 years old. If only I'd known this when I was 20. Yeah. Or I was Why a teenager. don't they teach this in schools? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> we must get that all the time. It's, it's like almost boringly a... repetitive how often we get that from people going. And, and we're like, I know. So, yeah. Yeah. listeners, here's an invitation. <laughs> if you're in the congregation or the choir already, then then great. But but if But if you're not, but you're still listening, you're ready. Hmm. I mean, I'm ready is the wrong word, isn't it? Because if this is available, this is available, this is so accessible and democratic. And the way we try and do equality in mind is we defunk it from esoteric spiritual language. We don't think you have to have 20 years of practice to get here. We, we point very, very simply, and there's other podcasts that do this actually on lifetime, um, to inquire in a direct inquiry way without reference to belief system or construct to the nature of what we are which is a really simple not always easy but simple thing uh, unconventional but powerful thing and then that starts the curiosity to go huh so what does that mean for the rest of my psychology then so that, that that's the that's the next bit you know so you have the aha of the inquiry then we help you clean up your psychology right um and you start to see it but that is available for anyone it's totally totally universal what an offer what an offer and i suppose we're saying the comfortable numb indicators are just a little clue that you yeah. might want to listen to yeah i think those are really those are great if i'd had so those... let's try and sum those up shall we so let's try and do the one minute version right kate you, you i'm going to put you on the spot and ask you to do the one minute version what would you say are the telltales if you're taking some if you're taking yourself personally mm-hmm. if you're seeing as going on holiday as the as the the kind of get out clause or i can't wait and that's the place i'm going to feel okay um if you're just feeling fine and things are chugging along that's actually also <laughs> a bit of a signal um or a good indicator what other ones were there? I've gone. I I think when did you last feel joy for no reason at all, yeah. if you want to call it that, right? So when did you have a little bit of awesomeness or joy? Not because Liveness. you ran up Mount Everest, right? But just because you yeah. just did. Yeah. Um, how much are you in your head? If that's a phrase people can relate to, like overthinking. Yeah. Yeah. 
that kind of seeking comfort in thought. Yep. We're trying to work things out, being controlled. Trying to work things out. Are you in control? Are you thinking you're in control? I think we've got quite a, I mean, we probably could go on, but that's probably good. Mm. And I, I suppose a very, a very general one, but this might be hard to see because until you've seen it the other way, is just how does life feel? Does it feel light, airy, rich, full of awe and ease and flow? Or does it feel a bit like grudgy, grindy, oof, heavy, need to put psychological effort in? And then how quickly does your mind justify why it feels that the latter? <laughs> <laughs> so anything else we can do to wrap, wrap this up and put a bow on it? I think finishing with the indicators is great because mm. those are the ones we miss. And if we can actually begin to just use those everyday things we just take for granted and just use stop and say, is that, is that, is that going on for me? I think it's just keep keep it simple. That's why I would. Mm. That there's, and I think that the 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 so what is that we're saying there's loads more juice to life than we notice, and that's not by having a different life and changing everything. It's just by more juice in the ordinary. And if people are curious to go, okay, I've got you. I, I'm I've now classified my thingified myself as comes to be numb. What do I do? Well, we would suggest that you get curious about what we point to in quality of mind. It's, that's not what we've done really in this podcast, but there's loads of other podcasts you can look at on that or reach out to, to Kate or myself and have a conversation. And quite quickly, we'll be able to point you in the direction that we're, we're talking about. So go for it, reach out, say hi to us and see what happens. Fantastic. Great so, to be in this conversation. Brilliant. What I want to say, Kate, is thank you so much for your time. Really enjoyed our explore of Comfortably Numb. And uh, so thank you for coming. Pleasure. Good and listeners, check. as usual, have fun till next time and stay curious. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to know more, check out our website at qualityofmind.biz. And also feel free to reach out and leave us a review or a comment. Until next time, have fun being curious. <laughs>